Friday night is football night. Big hits. Great plays. School spirit. All of that is on display and more all around Northern California. It's time for the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Wingstop. Here are your hosts, Matt George and Charles D. Hamilton. Sundays are for the NFL, Saturdays are for college, but Friday nights, Friday nights have always been about high school football, and if you're looking for a good region for high school football, you are living in it. You're in Sacramento, Northern California. High school football is live, and tonight was opening night for 75 different teams in the greater Sacramento area, and this is the debut of an all-new show every Friday night. We will cover all of the latest and greatest teams here in in the Sacramento area. Welcome to Friday Night Football. My Ooh. name is Matt George, joined by the one and only Charles T. Hamilton, uh, former high school legendary uh, football player yeah, himself. Man, legend in my own mind. You got that right. As if I wasn't jacked up enough already for uh, our first show, our first Friday Night Football show. We just saw that A's walk off, man. Incredible. I am fired up. I'm ready to go. We appreciate the A's giving us some much needed energy heading into this one. This late night show is going to be with you, like I mentioned, every single Friday night. We're taking you all the way up until midnight, and we got a lot for you to pack into that an hour and five minutes. We got a lot for you here. We're going to run through all of our scoreboards, start our scoreboard here in just a little bit. Going to tell you all about the Stockton Honda Game of the Week. Head coach Jeff Walters of the Del Oro Golden Eagles is going to be joining us next one and o. Del Oro Eagles, by the way. The 1-0 and o Eagles. You're exactly right about that. Sacramento Bees' Joe Davidson will be joining us in the 11 o'clock hour also. And wrapping up the show, ABC's Sean Cunningham will be joining us. He went to a couple of games tonight. He was at the Rockland and the Granite Bay games, two SFL oh, yeah. teams. Got off to some shaky starts, but we'll touch up on all of that and more. A staple of Friday Night Football presented to you by Wingstop. Our thanks to Wingstop for putting everything together and sponsoring this brand new adventure here on Cage. DK. Let's not waste any time, though. Let's hit our scoreboard and run you through some of the finals from the games around the greater Sacramento area in week one of the high school football season. Getting you started, WSCA heads into Sierra Ridge Academy and takes it in a high-scoring event, 46-38. to The final WSCA starts their season out 1-0. and Sonora going into Oakdale takes the loss, 49-0. I've been there. Those are tough first games, man. Enox heads to Bayer and hands them their first loss, 35-7, the final in that one. The excellence of execution, Bret Hart. Brings in Oristimba. They actually lose 50-27. to Oristimba gets the win. Downey hosts East Union 39-19. The final Downey gets the job done on their home field in front of their home crowd. 1-0 start for them boys. Gregory brings in Buhawk Colony. And Buhawk actually gets the win 13-6. The Del Oro Golden Eagles. Ooh. You are going to hear their head coach Jeff Walters on this program in just a little bit. 49-27 the final and their opener. They hand it to Amador Valley. Bradshaw Christian takes on Salesian College Prep at Bradshaw. Bradshaw gets the win 36-30. Central Catholic 
with a shutout of Clovis West, 21-0 the final in that one. Mountain House goes into Chavez, gets the 2014 win in Chavez. Inkerdom hosts Elk Grove. Light work there, 37-13 Intercom in their first one. Woodland Christian goes to Denaire. Denaire gets the win, 32 nothing to open their season. Amador takes on Davis, 44-27, the final in that one. El Camino and Oakmont. Oakmont at home. They get the win, 38 nothing. Delta battles Delta Charter. Blowout in this one, 40 to nothing. The final Delta makes it easy. Vacaville Christian at home, opening their season against Stone Ridge Christian. The Christian team won at Stone Ridge, 35 to 12. Another shutout. Argonaut hosts El Dorado, 33. The final in that one. Monte Vista heads into Granite Bay. They get the win, 9-3. Sounds like a barn burner. That is the start of some of your scores, and you can check out all the scores right now on KHDK.com. You check out the homepage. You'll see Friday Night Football at the top. Click on that. All the scores are there for you. We still have some finals coming in uh, from around the area, so if you don't see your school and you're wondering why that final isn't up there but you know the final, help us out. Text us, 44-1140, or you can call us at any time, no matter what team you root for and what game you're coming from you want to share your recap of that game and how it went you give us a phone call 916-339-1140 we want to hear from you we're also going to require you to get involved each and every single week for something awesome that we're doing here at khdk it's called the stockton honda game of the week and how this is going to work is each and every single week games will be available to vote on KHDK.com. There are currently five games on there right now. Right now, you can go and vote for next week's Stockton Honda Game of the Week. KHDK will show up and invade that campus. They will take it over. You'll see our KHDK street team out there with awesome giveaways, uh, and then they will get some extra airtime and some extra emphasis and focus here on Friday Night Football. So here are the five games for next week that you can go and vote on right now. Jesuit is at Folsom. The Bulldogs looking to bounce back, and we're going to talk about that game here with Joe Davidson. Folsom losing to De La Salle in their mm-hmm. first game. They are hosting Jesuit next week. The uh, Roseville hosting Oakmont. Del Oro hosting Oak Grove. Grant hosting Central. And Davis is hosting Cordova. You can go again right now to KHDK.com. Look for the Stockton Honda Game of the Week. Click on that, oh. and those five games are there. Click one. Vote for it. Make your voices heard, and you have an impact on where KHDK goes and what teams get the emphasis here on Friday Night Football. We have no time to lose. We're going to take the break. Come right back. Coming up next for you is the head coach of the Del Oro Golden Eagles, Jeff Walters, joining us next here on Friday Night Football. Welcome to Y'all played a great football game tonight. A real good football game. Now, back to more of the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Wingstop. Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. Welcome back into Friday Night Football here on Sports 1140 KHTK. All new high school football show that is covering everything that has to do high school football in the greater Sacramento area. We cover most of not, if not all of Northern California. We're excited to have you with us. My name is Matt George. That is Charles T. Hamilton that you just heard. We are going to get to Del Loro head coach, Jeff Walters, who is on hold. He's going to be joining us here in just a second. But before that, let's run through some more scores for you that we missed in that first segment. Here we go. 
Starting off a 49-6 win for Armillo. They take it and stick it to Mount Diablo at Mount Diablo. 49-6 the final in that one. Central Valley opens at home against Sarah's. They beat Sarah's 35-0. Big Valley Christian heads to Harker. They handle him with ease. Put up 47 points on him. 47-20 the final in that one. Christian Brothers head to Burbank. They get the win in a nail-biter 21-20 in their opener. El Capitan trying to stick it to Pancheco. Cannot get the job done. 48-22, Pancheco in that one. Rockland brings in Antelope to open their season. Antelope gets the win in another nail-biter. I'm getting all the good games. Antelope wins 24-22. Another high-scoring affair, but very one-sided. Merced sticks it to Del Campo, 51-13, the final in that one. We just got this one in. Also, Ria Vista beats Brookside Christian, 57-12. Modesto Christian. Taking on Sierra, Modesto Christian getting the win. A low-scoring affair, 21-3. Modesto Christian gets the win. Their defense holds strong. Yuba City and Nevada Union go head-to-head. Yuba City gets the win, 39-zilch. Liberty hosts Vacaville, 35-10 the final. Liberty gets the W. Pittman takes on Napa. They get the win, 55-7. 64 points for Ponderosa. They stick it to River City, 64-6 the final. Ponderosa gets the W. Again, there are more scores that we are still to get to, and if you want to check out the full scoreboard, you can go to khdk.com right now. But we're going to switch gears. One game that has already been final and been filed for final for quite a while del oro starting out their season on the road they head to amador valley 49 to 27 the final the golden eagles start out their season one and oh and i'm excited to bring on the head coach of the del oro golden eagles it is mr jeff walters jeff welcome in coach walters to khdk's friday night football how are you sir i'm doing great matt you guys sound awesome i appreciate it man thank you so much for joining us Coach, I want to start off right away because from what I can tell, this was kind of a weird game for you guys. They had some uh, some power issues out at the field tonight. Yeah, no, it was a it was an adventure for sure. Uh, apparently, they got uh, new lights in the uh, fold, uh in their their district, uh, and so uh, their lights were flickering on and off kind of throughout the game. Uh, I was actually telling the referee it's the it's the second time in two years that I've had to deal with a, a lighting issue like that. So. Last time I blamed it on Jim Harbaugh. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Up in the stands this time. That was my first thought too. Was that that old uh, Ravens Ravens Niners Super Bowl man? That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. No, you guys couldn't just bring your pickups to the field and turn on the headlights and, and let's go. You know what? That was actually one of one of our coaches suggested. It. Just turn <laughs> on the lights. We'll do it old school. That's how we do it in Loomis. How long do you think you guys were delayed? Because uh, I think it was a, or from what I read, it was a couple different times that it happened during the game. How long overall yeah. do you think it delayed the game? Uh, you know, um, the longest the longest delay was about ten minutes total, and we had probably about five to ten different delays as Jeez. the game went on. So, yeah, you no, know, it's a another uh, opportunity for our kids to, to deal with an obstacle um, and, you know, overcome it. And I was really, really proud for uh, the way that they kind of dealt with it because, you know, that's what life throws you is obstacles. You just got to be able to deal with it. For sure. Del Oro head coach right. Jeff Walters joining us here on Sports 1140 KHDK Friday Night Football. Coach, we saw, like you said, the power outages back in the Super Bowl between the uh, the Ravens uh, and the San Francisco 49ers, and, and people were kind of scoffing at the fact, how could that have an effect on the game? These players are playing no matter what. It didn't throw anything off. But how does that, uh, how do you have to adjust, and how do your players have to adjust to the down period? 
period when you get yourself all hyped up and in game shape, ready to go snap by snap, and you have delays like that, how do you keep the group fresh and ready to go? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, credit to my coaching staff. I firmly believe they're the best, uh, best coaching staff and, and awesome role models for these kids. Uh, they did a great job of keeping the kids focused. And, you know, the credit really goes to the kids as well. Um, they spend so much time and energy just locking in and understanding the grind that goes along with this, uh, this program. Um, and, you know, it's, it's something that I think it just develops in them over time. Um, one of the things we do is we'll practice uh, uh, change of change of momentum type plays where randomly in practice we'll just uh, we'll throw out a scenario like this. Haven't done the lights gone out scenario, hmm. but maybe I'll throw it in the playbook. Next yeah, time. really. If it's happened this many times, might as well throw it in now. Uh, from what I see, Carson Jarrett and Dawson Hurst had one hell of a first half. Did they connect for four touchdowns? That that is correct. Jeez. Is that a duo that you have kind of leaned on and count on this, or is this kind of a, a nice surprise in the opener? Uh, you know what? I, I think that both of them have great talent. Uh, obviously, they, they're both uh, pretty highly uh, heralded, but, um, you know, the, the fun part about kind of the direction that we're taking the offense is that it could be any guy's night. Um, it just happened to be Dawson's night, and Carson did a great job of, of spreading the ball around and. I think that, that really puts the defense in conflict. Uh, you know, we got a lot of dudes uh, that can help us out. That's probably the biggest biggest thing that we're trying to do is really create uh, create a family-type environment where everybody has the opportunity to uh, affect the uh, outcome of the game in a positive way. Coach, I have the Sacramento Bees top 20 high school football rankings right here in front of me, and I, I assume you've seen this, but I don't know for sure. Your team is on it, and they're in the top five. Actually, number four, Del Oro is ranked in the uh, out of the top twenty high school football programs. Do you and do this? Does this team feel a little bit of the pressures of expectations and with how talented uh, of a league you guys are in, or is it just a good group of guys and you're confident with whatever they do, no matter what happens? Yeah, no, no doubt. And it's uh, it's actually interesting. We uh, we do character dinners every Thursday night, you know, as part of our team dinner. And that whole idea, again, about using football as a vehicle for teaching life lessons. And we actually spoke exactly about expectations um, on Thursday. Um, and actually every player spoke on exactly what expectations meant to them. Um, the whole idea being that we're trying, to, we're trying to get kids to understand that it's important that you be vulnerable, but also understand that there's strength and, and unity as a team and that nobody's an individual out there without without their brothers there to support them. So, you know, dealing with the expectations, uh, you know, Dante Parrison, great, great leader for our team, he actually said, he's like, my only expectation is that we play we play and have fun. You know, and I think oftentimes uh, that becomes secondary in a lot of programs, but that's definitely something that we want to emphasize with our boys is definitely playing with fun and emotion um, and really appreciating the opportunities they have. Well, always a little more fun when you get a win, Coach. 49-27, to 27, the final to open up week one of the season. Amador Valley uh, gave you a good test early on, but it seemed like the offense was uh, well on your side. Uh, how do you feel ultimately about how your team performed to start out the season? You know, I was, I was really, really happy. Uh, we got some things that obviously we can all improve on and get better. Uh, coaches, players, uh, uh, everyone involved. But ultimately, I, I thought that we started fast. Uh, and that's definitely the way that I would love this program to, to show up every Friday night. Um, and like I said, I just got the greatest kids in the world, and I'm just so honored and proud to work with them. 
if I can romanticize a little bit, I love hearing that you have those team dinners and, uh, that was one yeah. of my favorite things and just the togetherness, man, that that's awesome to hear. I, uh, also wanted to bring up, uh, you guys kind of shut the game down at the end with Sheldon Condi in the running game, able to close yeah. it out. What changed in the second half to where you had this explosive passing game, uh, with Jarrett and Hurst, and now you're, you're leaning on the running game in the second half. You know, I think, uh, I think the, the ability to be somewhat multiple, um, mm-hmm. For a long time at Del Oro, we've been a very, very tower uh, run heavy team. Um, so we definitely don't want to lose our edge as we transition into more of a spread type offense. Uh, so basically, we want we want to be a a team with that power mentality. Um, and sometimes the game dictates that. You know, credit to Amador Valley; they came back. Uh, uh, their backs were up against the wall, and and they came back and made the plays and made it a football game. And, you know, that was the point where we wanted to uh, uh, put our will kind of on that game. And, you know, there was nothing better than, you know, trusting my five offensive linemen who are just absolute studs. And, um, and I just love those guys to death and the way that they blocked for, for all the packs. Uh, and Sheldon did a great job hit the hole, especially for a junior making his first start tonight. There you go. I was waiting for the O-line talk. I'm I'm an old O-lineman, so I, you know, I was going to bring him up if you weren't. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. uh, it says you guys are going to San Jose for the honorable matchup against Oak Grove next Friday. Do you guys have any yeah. games close to home coming up? Oh, right. Now, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes you got to do a little traveling, for but sure. we'll take one if you want any time anywhere. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, we actually have uh, – we'll have Windsor coming uh, into the Eagles' nest on August 31st. Uh, they're also out of the NCS division. Um, and then SAC High uh, the following week, which I think will be a great matchup because, uh, you know, SAC High has done some amazing things. Uh, looks like they uh, came up a bit short tonight, but I know for certain that they'll, uh, they'll be ready to rock and roll. Coach, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us here on the debut episode of Friday Night Football. We look forward to having you and your program back on as much as possible. Be sure to keep in touch. Best of luck to your squad in week two and in the weeks to come. Uh, and we look forward to following your team this season and, and hopefully seeing a uh, deep Golden Eagle run. No doubt. Thanks, guys. Keep Pre- doing what you're doing. Appreciate it, Coach. That is head coach of the Del Oro Golden Eagles, Jeff Walters. We will for sure have him back on. And if you're a listener and a fan of Del Oro or even a Del Oro student, show some of that Golden Eagle pride and text in right now, 44140. Show some love to your team and your coach and whatever that was that just came out of Charles T. Hamilton's mouth. We will take the break and come back. We got more scores for you out of the break. And also Sacramento Bees, Joe Davidson, the guru of high school football in Sacramento. He will be joining us coming up. Up next, right here on Friday Night Football. Welcome to Y'all played a great football game tonight. A real good football game. Now, back to more of the Friday Night Football Show, presented by Wingstop. Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. Welcome back into the KHDK studios, Sports 1140 KHDK, the brand new Friday night football show presented to you by Wingstop. This is your hub for high school football, Sacramento, Northern California. We got it all for you right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. My name is Matt George, joined by the one and only former lineman and the the legend of high school football, as he was called in in his neck of the woods, Charles T. Hamilton, joining me. We're going to get to... 
the uh, the one and only Joe Davidson from the Sacramento Bee for here sure. in just a second. But before we do that, we got some more scores for you. Hit that music in there, Chris. Let's run through more of these scores. Starting things off, Franklin heading to McNair, and they get the W. 38-23 the final in that one. We just got this one in. Grant opening up at home against Davis. They get the W, 58-20. Patterson putting on an offensive clinic against Tokay on the road. Doesn't matter. 51-12 the final. Patterson with the W. We got (laughs) Consumness Oaks taking on Capital Christian at home. Capital Christian gets a win, 47-39. How about Rippin? Another shutout here. They head, or they are hosting Weston Ranch, and they host them with ease. 34 to nothing, the final. Wood Creek takes on Rio Americano at home. Wood Creek gets the win, 42-14. That's what I'm talking about. Wood yeah, Creek Timberwolves. Shout, shout out Wood Creek, the alumni there for me. <laughs> Hillmar getting the victory, 48-7. They beat Delhi. We got Placer taking on Pleasant Grove at home. Placer gets the win, 48-21. Escalon travels to Union Mine, and they get the job done, 31-14 the final there. Center and Rio Linda going at it. Center gets the win, 19 zilch. River Valley takes on Woodland. Their defense shines, 48-2 in the win. Woodland gets the safety, man. Shout out Woodland's D. Monterey Trail gets the win against Sheldon, 41-6. The offensive explosion performance of the night. Foothill hosts Mira Loma, 70 to nothing the final. Foothill gets the W. Rancho Katati taking on Sacramento. Rancho gets the win, 16-12, my neck of the woods. Folsom, De La Salle, the massive matchup we've all been waiting for. Nothing to nothing in the first half, but De La Salle gets the job done, 14 to nothing the final in that one. Joe Davidson joining us here in just a little bit to talk about that. Liberty Ranch brings in Johnson for the opener. Liberty Ranch gets the win, 47-zip. A 50-point performance from the Bear River offense. They take it to South Tahoe, 50-3. Rip on Christian takes on the Millennium Falcons. That's not a joke. They are the Millennium Falcons. They get the win. Rippon gets the win, 49-2-6. And wrapping it up, Linden hosts Franklin. They get the job done. A high-scoring affair, 55-34 the final. Linden with the W. Again, for more scores, you can head right now to khdk.com. The uh, the full scoreboard is up for your convenience. But right now, let's move on to a guy that I've been looking forward to talking with all week. He's going to be with us so much throughout this next season or this football season. You might get just as sick of him as you're going to get sick of us. It is from the Sacramento Bee, Joe Davidson. You heard him earlier this week with Grant and Doug on the Grant Napier Show on KHGK. Joe Davidson driving home or on his way home from the massive matchup that was Folsom and De La Salle, and he's nice enough to join us here on the debut of Friday Night Football. Joe, how are you, my friend? How was the game, and how was your night? Well, it was a, a great game, and I'm out here hitting a blocking sled. You know, my, my <laughs> game story wasn't very sharp. Folsom wasn't very sharp. So my good buddy, Mitch Stevens of Max Preps, San Francisco Chronicle, we thought, you know, let's go hit the sled a little bit. and We, we, can, we can get better. Yeah, so get that I, extra work in. Home and, uh, get a little extra work. You know, hit the tires, right? You know, Folsom yeah. rope. Uh, well, I don't think any of us, if, if, if we were sane, would have thought that we'd come out of here and one of these teams would win 14 nothing. Right. Um, in this era of high-octane, prolific teams, it's just unheard of to have shutouts. Uh, Folsom, 16-0 a year ago, state champions, returning 15 starters from a 
very prolific team and just couldn't get going. Uh, a couple factors. So Folsom loses 14 nothing to De La Salle. No shame losing to De La Salle since De La Salle has not lost to a Northern California team or north of Fresno since 1991, which is astounding. That's 290. That's an unbeaten streak of 291. Holy moly. And Folsom, um, yeah, that's incredible. Uh, Folsom had five turnovers, four in the first half, uh, one at the one-yard line of De La Salle, one at the five-yard line, and just five punts, sacked seven times against a terrific, fast, athletic defense. It's considered the best defense De La Salle's had in 10 years. It looked that part. Um, and Folsom played some terrific defense to shut that De La Salle team out in the first half, four first-half punts for De La Salle, which just doesn't happen. And De La Salle earned it. And Folsom uh, will learn from this. Uh, I don't want to sound like a cliche here, guys, but you know you can't have those kind of turnovers against a premier opponent, especially yeah. with Jesuit coming up next. Jesuit's terrific with some national recruits. And uh, the fun thing about sports, whether it's high school, college, or pros, is how do championship-caliber teams respond? So we'll, be see, we'll see what Folsom's made of. I think, uh, I think that Folsom may not lose another game the rest of the season. Joe, they go 14 and one the rest of the way. Right, not bad. <laughs> Was this just the case of, I mean, you give full credit to De La Salle's defense and rightfully so, uh, but was this a case of in terms of the turnovers for the normally fantastic Folsom Bulldog offense? Was this just a case of, you know, trying to get things figured out early on and just ran into a buzzsaw? Uh, or was it really De La Salle's defense that just gave Folsom more than they could handle? Uh, it's been a both. Uh, totally uncharacteristic for Folsom to have that many turnovers. Uh, you know, a fumble. You know, just all of a sudden the ball comes out. There were two interceptions by the safety. Uh, and I don't have his name right here as I'm driving, but uh, terrific athletic play. He earned those. The other three were, you know, just the ball getting knocked out. And uh, Daniel Nagata, who's a fabulous junior running back, national recruit, he had a touchdown. It looked like a run right to the goal line. And we have a photo on Sackley.com, Jose Luis Villegas, our terrific photographer, and his knee was down, and the ball's in his hand. And they, they ruled it a fumble. Um, it's bang, bang, quick, quick, and there's no replay in high school. In fact, this game wasn't even televised. You know, that's we're, we're not quite you know there where all these games are going to be televised. Um, I don't know if Folsom wins the game that you know, otherwise, but that, that, that's done. Uh, but, no, Dale Fowles got these five-star recruits, these national recruits with everybody from USD to Alabama to Clemson looking at you. And when you go against those guys, uh, they're going to get you. And um, Folsom was sacked seven times, which is a credit to the Folsom defense. No, I'm sorry, the, uh, the Dale Fowles defense. Uh, so that's, um, that's terrific. And kudos, really, for these teams that even take each other on. We just don't see these kind of – Right. Early season matchups, they're hard to schedule. Nobody's trying to duck anybody, but sometimes, you know, Team A has an opening in zero week in week three, and the other team has openings in week one and week four. So you can't break contracts. They're usually two-year contracts, four-year contracts. Um, so kudos for these two teams that take each other on. No, you nailed it. Kudos to Folsom and De La Salle. Folsom also taking on Jesuit next week. There's no there's no soft spot for him, at least to start the season. Uh on to your, your top 50 players uh, for for uh, the region. Joe Nagata, the Folsom wide receiver. I mean, you have, looks like, four Folsom players in the top seven. How was, obviously, the turnovers hurt them. Turnovers are huge, like you mentioned, and it, 
it's cliche, but it, when it's when it rains true, I mean, it's not cliche. You can't have turnovers against a team like De La Salle. How was everything besides the turnovers? Were they these good drives? Did they look crisp and then just have you oh, know yeah. a, a brain fart or whatever at the end of the drive? Or exactly what, what did right. you see? Exactly right. They had they had good sustained drives. They were able to run the ball. Daniel Nagata had a 64-yard run down to the goal line that was called back for a procedure, uncharacteristic. Um, uh, Joe Nagata, the five-star recruit, um, headed to Clemson, um, had some big plays, uh, had a couple of runs where he ran over people. So they they played well. Caden Bennett, nobody competes harder than this guy. He's the quarterback for um, for Folsom, and he was not on his best game. He had a couple turnovers. Um, he's... Uh, um, you know, he's going to live, learn from it. And he had some good plays and he had some where he just, you know, ran into guys and, 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 you know, those things happen. So, you know, a lot of us thought, Hey, you know, Folsom really outplayed him in a lot of stretches. De La Salle had four or five first half punts and couldn't get anything going. Um, but you know, the better defense won, you know, Folsom's, de- Folsom's defense is really strong. That was a very good showing. A lot of times Folsom, uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, Dale Sal is going to put up 40 on yeah. them and uh, didn't happen. So it's early. They look like both teams look a little sloppy at times. Um, you know, it, it's this is the earliest the season's ever started around here. It's mm-hmm. because the state CIF, the governing body, moved up the whole sports calendar so the, the state football playoffs wouldn't run so close to Christmas. Um, I think we all like that. It's just weird when you're having games this early. Yeah, Just not used to it. You know, we're, I remember the days where games were after Labor Day. That's so long ago. Free internet. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, like uh, Chuck uh, brought up, no rest really for Folsom. They have to get right back at it in a massive game, potentially one of our uh, or our Stockton Honda game of the week next week as they will host uh, Jesuit, a, a, a major game for them. Uh, but they're in a very, very difficult and talented league. If you look at some of the other teams, we just had uh, Delaro head coach Jeff Walters on. I know Delaro's number four in your rankings, Granite Bay, even though they lost tonight. Number five, Oak Ridge handed it to Lincoln High School tonight. They're number three. Uh, so just in reality, and I heard you you talking about this a little bit uh, with Grant and Doug, and I would love for you to expand on it a little bit, but there just is so much talent in this Sacramento area, and it, it blows your mind. Yeah, and I, I'm in my 30th year doing this for the Bees, which means I started as a like a seven-year-old prodigy. So That's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know how it goes. Third um, grade, for sure. And it's, I thought football was great in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, this decade has surpassed all of that. We, we have national recruits. We have first-round draft picks. We're going to have two more next spring with Cameron Smith out of USC, a linebacker from Granite Bay High School. Jonah Williams will be the, the highest-drafted guy we've ever had uh, out of Sacramento. He's a left tackle, third-year starting tackle for Alabama out of Folsom. Jake Browning will probably get drafted, quarterback out of Folsom in Washington. Um, we had Shaq Thompson and Eric Armstead, both local products, were first-round picks in 2015. Colt Miller out of Roseville High School in UCLA with a first-round pick for the Raiders this year as a tackle. So that's not slowing down. Mm-hmm. And and it all really starts with these high school programs. Really strong programs up Highway 50, whether it's Folsom or Oak Ridge or up the you know 80 corridor with Granite Bay, Del Oro. These have been powerhouses for years, uh, and they schedule – Tough teams, and, and they play each other in section finals. Uh, Folsom won its sixth section championship.
championship this decade last winter. And Granite Bay won its sixth section championship, beating Del Oro, which was in its 18th section championship game. So, I mean, these are fabulous programs, um, great coaches, terrific players on a national radar. Um, so it's, it's terrific. And you got Jesuit is our B-ranked number two team, and they'll still be one and two. You know, we're not going to drop Folsom for losing to an out-of-area power. Um, I, don't, I, I drop our teams only when they lose to area teams, not when they lose to out-of-area teams. And Jesuit has two national recruits with Alabama and Florida and Texas and Oklahoma looking at them. Isaiah Rutherford, a cornerback running back, and then uh, Leatsu Latu is a – tight end outside linebacker, and those guys are big-time players. They're the two most heavily recruited football players in the history of Jesuits, and that school opened in 1963. And so that's a great next game. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, this is also a new trend. We Area teams didn't play heavyweight schedules early until the last 10 or 12 years, and I think it's, it's great for the area. It's great for the teams. It's great for the viewership. It's, it's, it's a great way to test yourself especially if you have section championship, NorCal, and state championship ambition. If you have those, then you should schedule up early to find out what you have. I'm with you. I love it. I mean, I mean for, forget playing soup can, you know, university. Let's let's get after it immediately. Uh, I, that's here, exactly right. Here's something that I – and it may just be something that I notice and could be completely wrong, so I want to get your opinion on it, Joe. It seems like recently – and, again, I could be completely wrong, but – that the SEC and some of these big schools like Alabama and Clemson are kind of figuring out that there's a lot of talent up here and guys that used to end up in the Pac-12 now, I guess, right? Uh, you know, at UCLA or Cal are kind of branching out to Alabama and Clemson. You mentioned uh, the tackle there, Najee Harris out of Antioch, I believe, and now Joe Nagata going to Clemson. Is this kind of a new wave or have I just been missing out on it? Well, it's the SEC schools, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, there's so much talent to be had in the Deep South mm-hmm. uh, or Texas or New York or in Florida or in Georgia. In some of those states, they play – high schools play spring football games mm-hmm. with huge crowds and tackle football and, and full tackle for a whole week. In California, coaches would get terminated for even pulling out a blocking sweat oh, yeah. or, or shoulder pads during the spring. It's just not allowed. I'm still surprised it's allowed in other parts of this country considering the whole concern with with uh, concussions mm-hmm. and safety. Um, but it is rare that we get guys – we've had guys for decades around here in the Sacramento region and Bay Area, um, but they don't always go after those schools because they don't need to. Clemson has not signed a California prospect in 26 seasons. That's <laughs> how rare. It's not that – California is turning them down. They just don't need to come out here. But at the same time, a lot of our blue chip guys in the Sacramento area will stay on the West Coast because there's comfort knowing that your family can get there to come watch you play. Uh, Jake Browning, Cameron Smith, Shaq Thompson, Eric Armstrong, all played in the Pac-10 on the West Coast. Jonah Williams grew up in, in Georgia. So he's, you know, his family's used to being all over the country. Um, Joe Nagata is going to be an NFL guy, so why not go to Clemson? Yeah. And, um, you know, Daniel Nagata, the running back, is being offered by Notre Dame, Michigan, and, and programs like that. But um, to answer your question, yeah, these, any recruiter who's worth his weight in gold uh, knows what's, what's going on out in California mm-hmm. um, because there's, there's 
highlights, there's footage, there's huddle, there's clips that's easily available. Yeah. But we have to also remember that these colleges may have 80-man rosters, 90-man rosters, but they only have between 22 to 25 scholarships to offer a year. And that's whether it's Sac State, UC Davis, USC, Cal, Clemson, Florida, or Alabama. They don't have 80 guys to offer. So, and it doesn't, you know, when they offer, it doesn't mean anything's binding until that signature's on that contract. Exactly. And, and sh- shout out to these young young players also. I mean, Najee Harris could have gone and started anywhere in the nation pretty much. He decides to go to Alabama and is, you know, running down on kickoffs for the first year and a half until late in the season, at least yeah. when he was getting some opportunities. So, I mean, good for these guys for wanting to go out and compete. Uh, Joe, where are you at next week? Do you know yet what game you'll be covering, or uh, will, will you know? Uh... Yeah, definitely uh, we'll do Folsom at Jesuit. It'll be at number one versus two. And I like that ranked teams right next to each other. Tonight we had Monterey Trail beat, uh, I think Monterey Trail was our number eight team, and beat number nine Sheldon Panley. And I, I put them next to each other so they could, you know, rank them next to each other so we could find out who the better team is. That way you don't have to leapfrog a team up. Uh, so, no, that'll definitely be a game that we do next week. Um, I don't can't remember what some of our other games are, but there's so many good games early. Um, Definitely. But that's it, I would not be shocked if Folsom started 0-2. Yeah. Jesuit very capable of beating Folsom. Um, but I also wouldn't be shocked if Folsom just dropped the hammer and got back right <laughs> on track. That's why that game's intriguing. And who has the advantage? Does Folsom have the advantage? Also have the advantage because it played a game that felt like it could have won and had some of these correctable mistakes, or does Jesuit have the advantage because it was able to watch Folsom live and did not play? Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how that uh, the teams played twice last year. Folsom beat them twice last year, once in the early season, once in the playoffs. Both good games, both competitive. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time and joining Friday Night Football. We hope to have you on frequently as much as possible. Hopefully we'll be talking to you next week uh, following this fantastic uh, Folsom and Jesuit matchup uh, and many more great matchups going on around the greater Sacramento area. Like you said, it truly is a golden age for high school football here uh, in Northern California. We're privileged to be a part of it and be able to do a show for it. And thank you so much uh, for spending the time here with us on KHDK. Great to be with you guys. I'll do it any week, anytime you need me. And uh, we're going to hold we you to it. Readers to, <laughs> yeah, we invite readers to send scores to you guys, uh, not readers, but just listeners, fans, and we invite people to check us out on com. We have something every day online and in print, every day, whether it's photo galleries, uh, video, commentary, stories, previews, rankings, news notes. So uh, it's good to partner with you guys because uh, I think we all understand that the football, high school football around here is big time, and it's, it's worth talking about and it's worth watching and, and covering. Absolutely. You can check out all of Joe's great work at SAC B. We had this top 50 high school football player ranking that he put out that we didn't even get to. Your top three are playing each other uh, in this Folsom Jesuit game. There's just so much still for us to talk about, so we'll definitely have you on very soon, Joe. Thank you so much for the time. Have a great night. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. That is Sacramento Bee's Joe Davidson. We'll take the break, come back. More scoreboards for you. And from ABC 10, it's Sean Cunningham coming up next right here on Friday Night Football presented by Wingstop. Y'all played a great football game tonight. A real good football game. Now, back to more of the Friday Night Football Show, presented by Wingstop. Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton.
What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Friday Night Football, brought to you by Wingstop here on Sports 1140 KHDK, bringing you all of the news and notes from Friday's action of high school football throughout the Sacramento area. I'm psyched, man. We're flying by an all-new show here on KHDK every single Friday night uh, for the entire high school football season. You can join us right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. Wingstop, nice enough to sponsor this show. And remember uh, to go on to KHDK.com right now, check the full scoreboard, and you can vote for Stockton Honda Game of the Week for next week. If you want your school to be invaded by KHDK, check and see if you're part of in or if your school is in the running. If they are, hit that vote. Tell your friends and you could get the chance to have KHDK invade your school for that matchup. We have a great season coming for you. This is just week one, Chuck, and all these fantastic matchups going on. Our thanks to Joe Davidson uh, for joining us. We're also going to have Sean Cunningham from ABC10 joining us here in just a couple of minutes. Also, thank you to Delaro head coach Jeff Walters for stopping by. He is going to be one of many head coaches uh, that are going to be a part of this show in the future. Before we get to Sean Cunningham, let's run through some more scores. The scoreboard here on Friday Night Football. The Roseville Tigers, my former rival of Wood Creek High School, they traveled to Bear Creek, a high-scoring affair, great close game. The final score, 52-46 in that one. The Tigers start the season out 1-0. Sierra Ridge Academy taking on WSCA at home. WSCA gets the win. 4638. Freedom hosts Turlock 4235. The final. Freedom gets the W. Freedom. Oakdale takes on Snore at home. 49-0. Oakdale gets the dub. Enox hosts or sorry, travels to Bayer. Bayer hosting. Couldn't get the job done on their home field. 35 to 7 the final. Burbank taking on Christian Brothers. Christian Brothers gets the win. 21. 20. Shout out Chris Watkins. My fiance is not gonna be a happy guy. Or happy girl, I should say. East Union. <laughs> Let's try that again. My fiance is not going to be a happy girl. She is an East Union alumni, but they did not get the job done. Downey gets the win. 39-19, the final in East Union falls short. Pacheco taking on El Capitan. Pacheco gets the win, 48-22. You heard it already as we had Je- head coach Jeff Walters on Del Oro getting the win over Amador Valley, 49-27 the final in that one. Bradshaw Christian, Salesian College Prep going head-to-head. Bradshaw Christian gets the win, 36-30. A shutout for Central Catholic, 21-0 the final. They take Clovis West to the brink. Chavez taking on Mountain House at home. Mountain Home, Mountain House gets the win, 20-14. to 14. Intercom hosts Elk Grove. Intercom getting the W. They put up 37 points, hold them to 13, 37-13 the final. Denaire and Wood Christian going head-to-head, 32 zilch. Denaire gets the win. Amador hosts Davis, 44-27 the final. Amador gets the W. Oakmont, El Camino taking each other on at Oakmont. Oakmont gets the dub, 38 zilch. A battle in Delta. It's Delta versus Delta Charter. Delta gets the W, a shutout victory, 40 to nothing. Grant taking on Davis. Grant gets the W, 58-20, puts up a 50-berg. Stone Ridge Christian travels to Vacaville Christian and puts the smacking on him. 35-12, the final on that one. Argonaut versus El Dorado at Argonaut. Argonaut gets the W, 33-nothing. Another rival of my Wood Creek Timberwolves, Granite Bay, hosts Monte Vista. They're held to only three points, give up nine. Monte Vista gets the win. 
Mount Diablo taking on Armio. Armio wins 49-2-6. And that is your scoreboard for tonight. Again, there were 75 games played tonight. Whew. There's no way we could get to all of them in one segment. There's so many games that we just did not get the chance to hit on right there, but you can check them out right now. All the finals available for you on khtk.com. One gentleman who went to two games, he works for ABC, and he bounces all around the area. Started out in Rockland, see their game against Antelope, and then ended up in in Granite Bay from ABC, friend of KHDK, former KHDK himself. It is Sean Cunningham joining us. Sean, hope you enjoyed week one of the season. Welcome to Friday Night Football presented by Wingstop. Good evening, guys. Thanks for having me. It kind of feels weird. I used to, Carmichael Dave and I used to do this up until midnight. So now, yeah, this is kind of fun. Hey, man, we're on a lot of energy drinks, and uh, we're just enjoying the fact that there's so much great high school football. The season opened up with a bang. We just had Joe Davidson on, and he was talking about how many good teams are in this area and how about getting matchups in week one like Folsom and De La Salle. And then you also get uh, matchups like like the one you were at, Rockland, uh, taking on Antelope. So many good teams, and I like that a lot of programs are not wasting any time challenging themselves right out of the gate. Yeah, and it was funny because, you know, Chris Richardson at Folsom talking to him this week, and he says, you know, we go out and we win the, the, you know, the state title. And it actually happened a little earlier than we expected because we were so young. And Folsom brings back 14, 15 starters into this season. And so now how do you challenge? How do you motivate your guys? They're all coming in and say, hey, we're going to be better. It's like, how are you going to be better? You just won one Division AA uh, you know, Division One AA state champs, and you did it decided, decisively. And uh, here you go, and you go and face somebody like De La Salle, who has a, a 20, what is it, 27 year streak against NorCal opposition, uh, 290 games. I mean, that's incredible. Right. And you go in there, and I know it's 14 nothing, and they're coming back. They're feeling a little sour, but it doesn't disrupt what they did uh, tonight. And it was clearly the marquee matchup, not only here in Sacramento and Northern California, but definitely in the state. And it was nationally – this was a, a game with national attention on it, something that you would see in an open division playoff matchup which obviously De La Salle has come up on top twice in the in recent memory over Folsom. And, and to, to go 14 nothing, I, the Bulldogs got to feel really good heading into next week against Jesuit. So you started out the night watching uh, the Rockland Thunder host Antelope. Antelope ultimately getting the job done winning that game. Rockland, uh, one of the many very talented teams in the SFL here locally. Uh, what did you see, at least in that first half, from both teams? And, uh, and a surprise to you that Antelope was able to get the job done? Yeah, I mean, it came down to a game-winning field goal. That was incredible. Um, I I missed that, but I was there for the entire first half. And I'll say this, I mean, if you've never been to Rockland High School, and this is coming from a former Elk Grove Thundering Herd. I I graduated Elk Grove. I hear you're a Wood Creek guy, Matt. Yes, sir. uh, When you you go to Rockland uh, and you see the Thunder play at home, that's one of the best atmospheres for high school football that I've ever seen and Rockland I mean it's not just high school football they come out they support in every sport so kudos to them it's a place that I always love to go to and so I had to start there with Antelope because Matt Ray does a hell of a job with Antelope and I actually picked them to come in there and win and I was right Um, and to see the the biggest actually the biggest surprise walking out on the field today today was seeing um, right off the bat seeing Charlie McBride. I don't know if people know who he is. He's getting a lot of D1 looks. He's their tight end for the Rockland Thunder and his right foot was in a boot and he had a cart 
And I'm like, that's not looking good. And I asked what happened, and I guess he suffered an ankle injury in, the, in their last scrimmage. They didn't think it was ultimately going to be serious at, that, at, at one point. I guess he had an MRI today, and he could be out. He might be out for the season, which was really going to be a big blow to them. He's a defensive end, but he's really a big tight end, big target for them. And uh, seeing his, his leg up in, in, the, in, a, in a cart was not a good, good sign. They're hoping that maybe it's only going to be a, a six-week injury. depends on if he has to have surgery. But uh, that was surprising. And then actually it was the, the, the best play happened right before halftime where, you know, it's a 7 nothing lead at the end of one. Rockland comes down, ties it up, and then right before halftime, the final play, they air it out. It's a little lateral pass. Nathan Lucero goes all the way to Savon Bradley, airs it out 35 yards to Sylvester Toby and for the touchdown. It was pretty incredible. Granite Bay High School, you are also at that matchup, only putting up three points in that game, though. Surprising from an offense that's normally pretty good there with Granite Bay? Absolutely. I mean, their defense is what really, I mean, the past two years has been really uh, their bread and butter, and, and that looks to be, something that obviously is, is, is to hold Monte Vista to nine points, but I got there at halftime. It was nine, three, and they, they held Pat. I mean, they, they kept him that way. Granite Bay just couldn't get anything going on offense. And it, the quarterbacks were, were upset. Uh, running backs were upset. Um, the, the sidelines, I mean, I was hearing coaches say, you know, they, that their team was looking out of shape. I mean, you got a lot of guys coming off with injuries with cramps. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Grizzlies have some work to do. It's definitely a disappointment for the, for Grizzlies fans watching them come up and only score three points. But look, the defense is still very, very solid. There was some tremendous defensive play out there. Uh, Monte Vista from Danville is, is a is a team that I, that not a lot is known about when the Grizzlies look at them. Um, so it's not a it's not an opponent they see regularly. Maybe you chalk it up to that, and hopefully they can get some momentum going into the to the in the week one, because uh, this is going to be that Sierra Foothill league, as you know, Matt is incredible. Because of our dear friends, the Oakland A's, Sean, uh, we had to start things off a little bit later. They decided to win in walk-off fashion in the 10th. Couldn't do it in the 9th for us, but a, a great game out there. Uh, unfortunately, it had to cut us a little bit short here tonight, so we already have to wrap it up. But we are definitely looking forward to having you uh, and the rest of the ABC crew uh, on Friday Night Football in the very near future. Thank you so much for being willing to take the time, Sean. Uh, we will talk to you more very, very soon. Actually, really quick, do you know where you're heading out next week? Any plans? I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. We're still going to put that put that together. But obviously, you know, I was I was seeing the Thundering Herd come up short against Intercom tonight. That Central Catholic, you know, getting their win in, in Clovis West. I mean, that's they're a team that's definitely on our radar. Um, it's going to be fun to see St. Mary's and Jesuit kick off next week. So they're definitely on our radar too. So don't be surprised to see us kind of hit hit up those areas. Absolutely. Well, Sean, thank you so much for taking the time. We'll be sure to talk to you in the weeks to come here uh, on Friday Night Football. We appreciate you. Have yourself a a great night. Travel home safe, and uh, we'll be in touch, my man. You too, guys. Enjoy. Have fun. Thanks. Appreciate it. That is the one, the only Sean Cunningham, formerly from KHDK, currently with ABC. You can check out all of his great work and the great coverage they provide high school football anytime on ABC. That is going to do it for us. Believe it or not, we're out of time already. Again, we were up against it a little bit. Had to cram a lot into an hour and five minutes because of Oakland A's baseball. That is going to be how the drill goes sometimes, though. Friday night football airing after live events on Friday night. So we will be back next week for more action. A lot of great 
upcoming events coming, and you need to head to KHDK.com at some point this week and vote, vote for the Stockton Honda Game of the Week. The power is in your hands to decide where KHDK invades and which teams get a little Voter extra die. love here on Friday Night Football. Our thanks to Wingstop for presenting everything. Thanks to Chris Watkins in the other room doing a fantastic job, pressing the buttons, making sure we get on air. My thanks to the co-host Charles T. Hamilton, oh. and we will be back for so much more great Friday Night Football coverage right here on KHDK next Friday, so be sure to come back and stay tuned for that one. More coach and player interviews, everything you could possibly want right here for you on KHDK. Have yourselves a great night. Football is back in Sacramento, and it's all right here for you on Sports 1140 KHDK.